what to do when people laugh at your pain. What to do when people laugh at your pain. In the Gospel of Mark, 5th chapter, starting at verse 35. Early in the chapter, Jesus just crossed the sea and enters Capernaum. And this man, ruler of the synagogue, comes rushing to him through the crowd, crying out uh, because his daughter is on her deathbed. His daughter is seeing her last moments. His daughter is desperately trying to stay alive. And he's ready to say goodbye, but he heard Jesus cross on the other side, and he ran to see Jesus in this crowd. And, and Jesus is on his way to go see his daughter, but in the crowd there happens to be a woman with the issue of blood who thought if I could just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And, and so this man, he came with his priority for his daughter. And Jesus hears his cry and is walking with him back to see his daughter. But in the, while, in the meantime, while they're walking, Jesus stops to address the woman who's been healed. Man, oh man. I'm looking at verse 35. It says, while he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they looked and they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who are with him. That's Peter, James and John and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kum which means little girl, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this, they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them to tell no one to know this and told them to give her something to eat. I want to read again verse 40. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. What to do when people laugh at your pain? Have you ever brought home a bad grade and maybe your siblings might tease you? Have you ever had just a bad day at work and your coworkers talk about you? Have you ever had a bad experience and people laughed at you instead of asking, were you all right? I, I remember still to this day at school, it was, it was during a, a orientation time, and I was walking around with my eighth grade classmate, soon to be freshman here at Richwoods, and there happened to be a child, that, a classmate of mine that was a little bit bigger than me. And we had 
jokes for him. And one time I decided to be funnier than the usual. I pushed him down and he slid across the lockers and all the locks were making noises as he slowly fell down. And it happened to be when all the scenes were coming out, everybody was laughing and laughing. Like, ah, look at that. And everybody was laughing at this man because he was overweight. He lost his balance and it seemed like he was falling in slow motion. And his pain was being laughed at. And other times we would talk about him in class, the same student. Student would get straight A's, but we would talk about his weight. And again, we would talk about him and make him cry. And we would laugh at his pain. And I can empathize with him because the same kids that we would talk about him would also talk about me. And we'll talk about how I looked. I, I, I was a lot skinnier than I am now, so you might see bones popping out of my clothes. I can cover them up a little bit. I got a little bit more meat. And so they'll talk about how skinny Sam. They would say, what's five toothpicks? And they say, Sam on steroids. And people would just bawl out loud, oh, that's hilarious. And they'll just laugh and laugh, and, and I'll be hurt because I, I knew my condition. And, and they would laugh at it. Instead of talking or words of encouragement, they would just laugh and ridicule me. Jesus is with a father and a mother who are on their way back to their house. And Jesus stopped to talk to the woman with the issue of blood. And while he's still talking, did you see that in the text? While he was still talking, did you see that in the text? While he was still talking, somebody came up and said, why bother Jesus any longer? Your daughter is dead. First, I would be mad at Jesus. You done took too long. I, I came to you first. I, I should take priority. I, I came to you first. Then all of a sudden, while you sitting here talking to this woman who's already healed, my daughter is dying. Now I find out she's dead. But yet, what I like about this, Jesus gives us three actions we should take when we dealing with people that laugh at our pain. First, Jesus ignores them. Overhearing what they said, he looked over to the ruler and said, <laughs> don't worry about that, just believe. That went over somebody's head. Jesus looked at them and said, I hear what they said, but you came to me, so don't worry about them, just believe. See, the reason why we can ignore what other people say, because we did not go to them, who did we go to? We go to Jesus. See, see I, I want you to really grasp this. When you go through heartaches and you go through pains and, and you're looking for some help, you open up the phone book, you search the Internet, you call a friend, you text message a friend, you email a website, but still have you took the time to talk to Jesus? Have you took the time to seek his face? Have you took the time to come to him and tell him about this condition you're facing? We, we want to trust everybody else more than we want to trust Jesus. But let me stick a moment, stick a pen right here for a moment. Who is Jesus? See, see, when we know Jesus, we know that all things are possible. Jesus right here early in his ministry. Is 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 a may is 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 just wowing people every time he shows up on the scene. He shows up on the scene. Uh, first, we we realize how they went through the storm. He said, "Peace, be still." 
Then, then he goes into a tomb where nobody wants to be around with a man that's overtaken a whole bunch of demons that, that could break chains, that will cut himself. And Jesus is able to tell those demons to get out of him and go into those pigs. And those pigs cried out. Now, the funny thing is that we often overlook here that why were there pigs with Jews? You see, see. Why, why were the people, why? Because oftentimes we don't fully believe what we say we believe. The Jews should not even be near pigs. They were unclean. They were not worthy animals, but somebody had a farm. They should not have a farm. Why would they want them to be around what's unclean? You see, so much of the time that we lack belief, we show our lack belief, and that's why they were trying to get rid of Jesus. They didn't talk about, we well, need to pay his back for the pigs, or you need to get up out of here. Same situation. You may be around some people that you just need to ignore. Because they talk something but mean something else. Ha, ha, ha. James Brown be saying, talking loud but saying nothing. Or the other popular song that was out, uh, talking out the side of your neck. Just saying nothing. You, you talking loud but saying nothing. These people came to, to Jarius and telling Jarius, saying, why bother the teacher any longer? Your daughter is dead. Jesus, overhearing them, did not address them, but he addressed the one who came to him. Take note to this. Take note to this. Ignore those that are telling you what you ought to do, but listen to the one who you came to. Jesus says, don't, don't pay them any mind. Just, just believe me. Jesus ignored them. And then Jesus shows them this. As I ignore them, I want you to realize that first and foremost, you came to me. Your request was to me. So just believe. Just believe what? Just believe your daughter is going to be healed. Just believe the reason why you came to me is going to come. Just believe that you came here was not in vain. Many times we get down in our knees and we do it in vain. We're praying a prayer we don't believe is going to happen. We act like we do believe, but we don't believe. We just do it just because it's the formality. But yet Jesus is telling this man, look, 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 look. I, I see what they are telling you. I see the condition that's around you. But I want you to know, just believe me. Do not fear. Only believe. We get excited sometimes. God has not given me the spirit of fear. He tells this to Joshua over so many times. You would matter have thought Joshua was hard at hearing. Said, so be strong and of good courage. <laughs> be strong and of good courage. Have I not told you? Just as I was with Moses, I'll be with you. Be a strong and of good courage. By the time you finish reading that first chapter, you might have thought you might be reading a, reading a song with a chorus line. God had to kept on re, 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 reassuring Joshua. God can reassure you too. Anytime you're going through pain and suffering, just go to Jesus and trust him. Realize I did not come to you, but I came to Jesus. And Jesus knows all about my troubles. He knows all about my problems. Even before I made my request known, he already knew. And when I'm glad about it, he already knows what he's going to do. So make your request known to Jesus. Then also, too, realize that your faith is in Jesus. He says, do not be afraid. Just believe. And what I like here is this, that he didn't say just believe in me. He said, just believe. Because what did that man want most? His daughter to be whole. 
There's some things in your life that you get caught up with other things, but just believe. What's the reason you came to God for? Just believe. Many, many of us can easily believe, see, that this is the simplicity of it. We believe Christ died on the cross for our sins and rose us again. We believe that salvation, but then we lack belief in other things. That, that, that blows me away because I, 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 I will get there sometimes. So I, I, I thank you, Lord, for saving, but I just don't believe you can help me out with my job. Excuse me? Hello? Come again? The same God that stepped out of the heavens into flesh or form to die on the cross, who died, who did all that to defeat death, you think he can't defeat a job? over somebody else's head. Uh, you went to the bank looking for a loan said, oh, Lord, I don't think I can get this loan, but I'll try just again. The same God that, that paid the ransom for your life, you don't think he can get you a loan? I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody. Oh, oh, oh Lord, I, I don't think I can make friends or I can make relations. The same God that says, I no longer call you servant, but I call you friend. You don't think he can help establish relationships? Just believe. Other people may laugh at your pain, telling them why you should not believe. Because the problem is they see the present circumstances. They don't know what the, the power and the potential that your God has. Or they limit God. See, see, God tells us to just believe in him. Because why? We went to him. He tells us to believe in him. And our answer is going to come from him. Look, look at verse 39. I, I, I look this. When he had entered, he said to them, <laughs> why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And how did they respond? It's basically like you go to a comedy show and your favorite comedian is on the stage and everybody's laughing. That's what they did. They're oh, <laughs> rolling in the eyes, falling down. People probably crying, weeping over the face, laughing so hard, saying this man's a comedian. They ridiculed him. This man must be out of his mind. No, I'm not out of my mind, but you need to get up out of here. See, you need to, you need to ignore what people say. You need to kick them out. Kick them out. We are around some negative people that will smash your dreams, that will push down your hopes, that will tell you all kind of negative things about the people you hang around with because they don't know you nor them. They did not know Jarius and his mother's pain and situation, and they obviously did not know Jesus because when they showed up, they tried to show out, but Jesus done kicked them out. See, Jesus ignored them, not only with the cold sword. He said, first and foremost, you need to get up out of here. I want you to realize, realize that when people are laughing at your pain, they're not there for your benefit. These people that are laughing, they were paid to be there. During this time in history, that they will pay mourners to come to the desk. To the funerals. They will pay them to come. And so these people will cry and weep out loud only because they were being paid to do so. So many times that you might realize when you go to a loved one's funeral, you see people that you never saw all your life. And they there just to be seen. To act like they knew so and so. Or being there just because somebody asked them to be there, but not because they want to be there for you know who they are. 
These same people were here at the time that, that was there just to be there because it's supposed to be. Why? He's a synagogue ruler. He's a person of prestige. So I should be there at his time and, and at his need. Let me cry. Let me weep and wail. Let him show I'm, I'm empathizing with them. But when I really needed their empathy, they laughed at me. Have you ever found that before you thought you had some friends? And when it really came that you need them, they left you. They laughed at you, say, that's not possible. People tell you things that you cannot do. I, 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 I know that many of you probably be like me, that when you're sitting at your desk and at your job, you start thinking that you could do so much more than what you're doing right here. And you happen to tell the wrong person, and they tell you that, nah, you can't do that. You won't find it as good somewhere else because all they see is the present circumstances. Sometimes we get too comfortable that we're, we, we're scared to kick people out. We're leaning on them on a crutch. We need them to pat us on the back. We're, we're not as, we're scared to go out and step outside alone. But Jesus, I'm going to kick them out and you need to spend some alone time with me. See, see, you need to ignore them. You need to kick them out and keep close to Jesus. Because when you keep close to Jesus, you see some impossible things happen. <laughs> Jesus walks in the scene. The, the baby is dead. His little girl is dead. It's Father's Day. And, and many of us understand as a father how it is to see your child hurt, to see your child in pain. And, and when, when you as daddy supposed to be all strong and all powerful, the time you can't help your child, how unhelpful you feel, how powerless you feel. But I'm glad that there's a father that is stronger, that is more powerful that we can always turn to. And they turned to the Father's Son, Jesus. And Jesus walked up in the place and observed the situation and realized there were some unfaithful people in the building. And he realized these unfaithful people were not going to help but only hinder the situation. So tell somebody, remove your hindrances. <laughs> remove what's blocking you in your way. <laughs> remove the commotion. <laughs> and get some peace and some quiet time with Jesus. Sometimes you just got to get away from everybody else and just spend some time with Jesus. And, and sometimes you might got to grab a prayer partner to come along with you and say, hey, Peter and John, or whoever your friend's name are, you'll say, come on with me. I need you at this time. I'm in my sick bed. I'm in my darkest hour. My, my relationship is falling apart. My, my child, I don't know where they are, but I need you to pray with me right now. I don't need you to laugh at me. I don't need you to tell me what I should have done. I need you just to pray with me right now. Right now, do I have a witness here? There's times that you just want somebody to be there for you, not scorn you, not tell you what you ought to do, not tell you where you messed up or telling you how you should not have left anywhere. You knew your baby was dying. Why'd you go? I left because I needed to go somewhere and talk to someone that could make a difference because you weren't helping the situation. Is there anybody that's been there before realizing that there's only one person I can turn to? I, I got to get away from the crowd and get along with Jesus. See, other people may be laughing at me, but I'm going to the one that, that tells me ignore them. Don't be afraid. Just believe. They're laughing at you because they don't know what I'm about to do. But because you are believing in me, I am going to allow you to witness this miracle. Oftentimes we miss miracles because we just don't believe. Let me help you out. Just early in the Bible. You just look up early in the Bible. You go in Exodus. And just because <laughs> some people did not believe, 
they did not see the promised land. They were unable to see the miracle because they, they did not see the fulfillment of God's promise. All because they did not believe. Saul was King Saul was mighty Saul, but due to he did not believe, he was unable to sustain his kingdom all because he did not believe. Lot's wife became a statue of unbelief <laughs> because she did not believe. She turned to a pillar of salt, left Lot salty. His wife stayed behind. Sometimes when you just don't believe, you'll miss out on seeing the miracle of God. And sometimes you just got to get alone and, and be alone with some praying people. You realize that it wasn't a big crowd. He only took those he knew that believed. A mother believing that my daughter's going to be all right. Has anybody been there before? You heard a sad report of a loved one. They came home, told you that they had cancer. Ain't that right, Daddy? I heard the report. My father had cancer. But I heard God said it's going to be all right. We got in a circle and just prayed and my father is cancer free hallelujah <laughs> I'm telling you my father was in Vietnam and a grenade blew up that cabin but God told him it's going to be alright he walked on out a helicopter after being in the sky that's the hand of God he's alright he's right there can anybody here testify that you've been in a place before everybody else didn't think you're going to make it but you're here right now now, uh, and I write, Brother Somerville, uh, can I testify? And I write, Sister Crisp, uh, I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you been there before realizing it, it looks bad, but you could call on Jesus and Jesus can make everything all right. My life is in his hands, not in the surgeon's hands. Where Brother Simpson at, he told his doctor, there's some people praying for you. Aren't you glad you could tell your doctor, I may be here, but my people that Zion are praying for you. I'm not worried about your hands, but God's hands going to guide your hand. He's going to guide the medicine. I may be knocked out laying on a surgeon's bed, but I'm in the hands of the perfect surgeon. Don't fear. Just believe. Other people may laugh, but they don't believe what you believe. You believe in Jesus. Even Jesus had to deal with some ridicule. Jesus couldn't go someplace because of unbelief. They said, don't we know him? His brother's James. His brother James, the one that wrote the book of James, even didn't believe his brother at a young age. Jesus, even on the, on the road to Golgotha, had people laughing at him and ridicule him, saying, aren't you the one that said you're going to destroy the temple in three days? Aren't you the one that said you're going to rise again? Do it now. He told them, it's all right Forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do. You're laughing at me now. Even that thief want to talk about me. But that one thief that did not fear, but just believe. I heard Jesus says this day. 
you'll be with me in paradise. I'm glad that Jesus can speak to our circumstances when others are ridiculed, when others are putting down that Jesus will stand up against the ridicule. But not even that, Jesus will stand up against those with unbelief because they went to his tomb to see his bones, to see his body. They went to his tomb to see if he was still there. But all of a sudden, they realized the stone was rolled back. There was nothing inside. And they heard a familiar voice saying, Mary, go tell Peter and all the rest that I've been risen from the grave. But still, the disciples did not believe. So Jesus had to reappear in a locked room. They were scared for their life. And he said, look at me. Do you see my hands? You see my feet? I'm glad that Jesus has the final say so. I don't care. You can laugh at me all you want, but I'm going to the one that can turn my, my pain into joy. Is there anybody here that can testify that Jesus, as long as I have Jesus, it's going to be all right. No matter what I face, no matter where I go, as long as it's with Jesus. So you can laugh at my pain all you want. But this pain is only temporary. Because what Jesus has for me is everlasting joy. Praise the Lord. But if someone here is going through life and you can't cry out to Jesus, Jesus loves you. And he knows what you're going through already. He's just waiting for you to cry out to him. And you too can see a miracle happen in your life. You can see change happen in your life. And Jesus will take care of you because that you see, not only does you get up and walk, but Jesus was attentive to realize how sick she's been. He said, feed her. Not only will God revive your life, but he'll give you what you need to sustain your walk with him. And Zion wants to be that church to help sustain you in that walk, to disciple you and help you grow as we together can build a better community that can give hope to a dying world, but let them know that there's a Jesus, that you won't bother. He'll tell you, don't worry about what they say, just believe in me. And you too can be changed. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Here's an opportunity for you right now. Those who don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior, if you're unsure, if you're to die today, spend eternity in heaven. Jesus says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So if that's you, for the first time, I want to believe you, I want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. Just repeat after me saying, Dear Lord Jesus, that's right, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins, and you rose again from the grave to defeat death. And Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Still with every head bowed and every eyes closed, if you pray that prayer for the first time, raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, Lord, we thank you 
for salvation and power. And Lord, we rejoice and give you glory, God, for saving us. And Father, Lord, we want to walk and further draw closer to you and be encouraged, God, knowing that with you for us, who can be against us? Lord, we truly believe that in your name all things are possible. So, Father, we give our lives over to you to live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' awesome name, Lord, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. May we stand up and send the hands of discipleship.